Hello everyone, this is Radio Maria and it's time for Catechesis. And we're joined once again by Sister Yassant Defos Durao. Good afternoon, Sister. Good afternoon. And Sister Yassant is actually, um, she is originally from France and today she is in France. She's at the Holy uh, Shrine of Lourdes. Um, so thank you so much for sparing time out of your your visit um, and coming back on Radio Maria. Sister Yassant is giving us a series on the virtues, the theological virtues and the cardinal virtues. She was with us last month and spoke about Our Lady and the virtue of faith. And today she's going to speak about Abraham and the virtue of hope. Sister Yassant is a... Dominican sister um, from the congregation of the Dominican Sisters of St. Joseph, based in the New Forest near Southampton. So welcome once again, sister, and over to you. Thank you so much. So welcome, everybody. Um, I'm delighted to be speaking on on the virtue of hope because it's it's a subject really dear to my heart as I'm, as, as I'm re- currently researching on how to pass it on, how to pass on hope to somebody else. So that's what I've been thinking about for a long, long time. And today I want to speak about the virtue of hope as we see it in the life of Abraham. Now, Abraham, we know him from um, chapter 12 of Genesis onward. We, ha- we know the whole story of Abraham, our father in faith. So Abraham is much more known for his faith than for his hope is our father in faith, the first person to believe in God. So it's a bit of a paradox that I chose him to speak about hope. But it's um, a reminder for us that faith and hope are very much connected together and that we hope because we believe. Uh, Last time we talked about faith as uh, faith is, is a, is our ability to know God. It's our ability to receive from God everything he tells us and to believe it, but also to actually believe him and and believe in him insofar as we know him as we know another person. And that's only through faith. Hope is the virtue that acts on this knowledge. So hope is not so much to do with knowing as with doing. And it really is, sometimes we can think of hope as a sentiment, a feeling, you know, feeling hopeful. But actually, hope is much more obvious when we don't feel hopeful at all, but we decide to hope. We make a decision to hope. And that's really where it comes to its own. It's not really a feeling it's an act. It's something that I decide to do. I know everything around me is falling apart. There doesn't seem to be any solution to anything in my life. And in spite of everything, I'm going to decide to trust God. I'm going to put my trust in him and I'm going to act accordingly. I'm going to move forward on my journey with God no matter what happens that seems to be telling me to do anything different. And that's really what hope is about. It's about moving forward. And Abraham is certainly someone who moved forward. Uh, He received this incredible 
revelation from God who called him, promised all, all sorts of things to him, and he went, he acted on it. But one of the promises, because hope is about what we do when we receive a promise. We hope because we've received a promise of something good that will happen in the future. Uh, so from God, we've received, for example, the promise of eternal life, and that's what we hope for. That's why we continue to pray and, and, and pray, pray to God and go to Mass and receive the sacraments because of our hope for all the good things that God has reserved for us, but most especially our hope to be with Him and to see Him and to enjoy His divine life forever. That's our hope, and so that's the reason why we do things. But with Abraham, God received the promise of a son, and everything was against that promise. Every possible aspect of his life was telling, telling him that promise is unreal. It can't be true. Uh, you're, uh, you know, you're, he, he left his country when he was 75 years old with the promise that God would give him a descendants. By the time he was 100, it still hadn't happened. It's only when he was at 100 that God visited him in chapter 18. So chapter 12 of Genesis to chapter 18, we see Abraham struggling with that promise. Is it true that God is going to give me a son? And, and this is where hope uh, really appears in the life of Abraham as holding on to the promise of God and still acting still moving forward in that promise. So Abraham tried a few things. First of all, he tried to have a son with his servant as opposed to his wife, and it didn't really work out. And that's where Ishmael came, came about. And God made clear to him that, no, that's not the way I'm going to fulfill that promise. I'm going to give you a son from your wife, Sarah. And then finally, the child of the promise, Isaac, was born. And so you would think, well, that's it, the promise has been fulfilled. But yet in chapter 22, so Isaac was promised in chapter 18, chapter 17, 18, and then chapter 22, God now asks Abraham for the worst possible thing, which is to sacrifice his son. So how is this promise of a descendant as many as the stars of heaven and as the, sands, the grain of sands on the sea, how is it going to come about if Abraham has to sacrifice his own son to God? And we could be tempted to think that God, um, having spoken to Abraham to ask for the sacrifice of Isaac, had changed his mind. And Abraham must have thought, well, God has changed his mind. He promised me a son and a whole descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven. But now he's changed his mind and that's fine. And I'm going to go along with the plan of God because he's changed his mind. And I'm just going to have to obey even if I don't understand. And God seems to be not knowing what he wants. But actually, Abraham never wavered in his hope that God would be able, would provide for him an inheritance, a descendants as many as the stars of heaven. And we have that from scripture itself. And here is that passage. We have 
in Romans 4.18, where we see Abraham depicted by St. Paul as hoping against hope. He believed that he would become the father of many nations. So Abraham hoped against hope. He hopes against every other possibilities, even the sacrifice of his own son. And then in the letter to the Hebrews, this is further confirmed when Hebrews gives us an explanation of what Abraham felt when he had to sacrifice Isaac. And so it's in Hebrew eleven seventeen, when by faith Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac. And the letter to the Hebrews explained that he offered up Isaac not because he, he ceased to believe, he stopped believing that God would give him a, a descendant, but because he believed that God could raise people from death that God would raise Isaac from the dead. And so no matter what would happen to him, Abraham believed and acted, and that's the, the place where hope is, is in the act. Abraham acted on what God had said, absolutely trusting that God would fulfill his promise. And here is the distinction that I want us to understand today that there is a difference between hoping that, so in the case of Abraham, he hoped that God will provide for him an, uh, an heir and then a, a descendant uh, uh, as many as the stars of heaven. And there's hoping in. And what we see is that the hoping that, the object of hope, of the, 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 the wonderful things that God has promised to Abraham were something secondary to the act of hope in God, that God desired of Abraham and that Abraham showed in his life, in his relationship with God. Because when Abraham went up to the mountain to sacrifice his only son, he not only... Um, showed his complete faith and his complete love for God, but he showed his hope in God. The object of our hope is always God first. And, and he showed as well that no matter how contradictory appearances were, hoping in God means that we absolutely trust that God can work things out which he did on the mountain. He sent the angel and in the end, he didn't have to sacrifice Isaac. So God will work things out, no matter how bad it is, no matter how, how much suffering we have to endure, how much injustice there is, how much uh, you know, distress there may be in a situation, how, much, how, how hopeless it looks. God calls us to hope in him that he can do everything that he is Lord of absolutely everything, and we are always, always right to put our trust in him. So that's the first point I wanted to make from the story of Abraham, that hope is primarily an act of complete reliance, complete trust in God, 
and that the the object of hope for that you know i hope that everything will turn out right i hope that i will be in good health i hope that i will get to heaven all of that is kind of secondary to that first relationship with god which is the hoping in god so uh, perhaps that's thank the first you point thank can... you sister that's wonderful Radio Maria with Sister Yassant, who is talking to us about the virtue of hope, particularly in relation to Abraham. Back over to you, Sister. Hello, yes. So uh, we're going back to now looking a little more closely at the virtue of hope in itself. So we looked a little bit at the story of Abraham and how Abraham showed incredible hope when he went forth on that mountain to sacrifice his son Isaac hoping that God would raise him from the dead, hoping that God will still fulfill his promise, his original promise of having a descendants. Now, this is not natural. The kind of hope that Abraham shows there is not really something natural. And this is very important to, to remember that there are two kinds of hopes. Uh, there's the, the normal natural hope, you know, I hope that whether will be fine tomorrow. I hope I will succeed in my exams. I hope that I will pass my driving test. Uh, I hope there is uh, my favorite dish for, for supper. So these kind of hopes, all of us have them all the time. We live with them and they're very, very important. This is the kind of hoping that keeps us going daily, looking forward to something good. And, and, and sometimes, I mean, to be honest, actually, hope is a little bit more than that. Usually it has to do with something kind of difficult that we hope will happen. Like, you know, something, it's not always easy. Um, and so that's why, the, for example, the example of the exam is, is a good one because we have to work hard at it as well. And we go for it and, and we hope for the best. So that's the natural kind of hope. But then the Christian hope is, is similar and yet rather different from that. Why? First of all, because it's, it really is a gift from God. It's not something we can give ourselves. It's a gift from God we have received at baptism with faith and charity. And it's the supernatural ability to trust God, to really completely rely on him, and it's an ability to trust him 
but also a desire for him. Hope is what makes us want God for ourselves. With charity, we, we love God for himself, as it were. We want to, you know, we, we prefer him above everything else and, and we just want him uh, uh, for himself, for his glory. We want to do everything for him. Hope is a little bit more selfish. It's about what we want for ourselves. And, and God, who can be loved for himself in charity, can also be loved for ourselves, for myself in hope. I want God as my eternal reward. I want to see God. I want to be in God's friendship because I know that's the best that can possibly happen to me. I want God for me. I want God as my own good. And that's what hope wants. Hope is, is slightly selfish, but in a good way. And so God is what is hoped for, is who is God for, is, is who is hoped in, and, and what is a hope for in Christian hope. Of course, in God, we have everything good in him. So it's not like we don't hope for all the good things that God gives us, but we only really hope in them because ultimately we get God. So we want God and we desire him in hope. But of course, can we get him? No, by our own strength, we are completely unable to reach God, to get to him. So how can we hope that we'll ever get to heaven, that we'll ever get to see God, that we'll ever enjoy the beatitude, the happiness that God wants for us? We hope in that, again, it's a bit crazy like Abraham. It's exactly like Abraham. It's, it's slightly mad. But we hope in God because God gives us all the help that we need to receive him. We hope in God because basically God gives himself to us. So when we hope in God, we not only hope for the final thing of seeing God face to face, in heaven for all eternity, but we hope that we will receive all the help that God gives constantly for us to get there. So really there is nothing that we actually do of ourselves except to keep going, to keep trusting, to keep moving, relying on God to give us everything we need to get there. And that's really what we have in the church we have all the help that god gives us and especially in the sacraments but also in all the friendships in all that we have in the church in each other god gives us so many friends along the way to help us to encourage us and that these are helps from god that we receive god gives us the saints to pray for us god gives us his own mother to be our mother to help us on the way god gives us um, all the the richness, the treasures of everything in the church, the word of God, for example, the, the, the devotions and prayers that we find, all of that are means for us to, 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 that we receive from God to get to where we're supposed to be in hope. So, for example, when I go to Mass, or when I go to confession, of course, it's an act of faith and, and, and love, but it's also an act of hope. Because if I didn't hope anything from God, I wouldn't go. Um, it's my hope that God 
by me going, receiving the help that he gives me in these sacraments, that God will get me where I need to be. But I, I, with him, I move forward on my pilgrimage because hope is really the virtue of the pilgrim who goes on his way. And, and so it's a, a strange kind of pilgrim who uses not only his legs to move forward on the journey, but really he's carried along as well because the pilgrim relies entirely on the help of God to get to where God wants him to be, which is actually God himself. I hope that makes sense. There's a, so, so there's a double movement of hope. Hope longs for God. We hope in God as this is the one that we are made for and this is the one we want to be with for all eternity. But also hope leans on God. We rely on God absolutely because he has provided, he provides and he will provide everything we need on our journey of, of, of hope. And so we completely rely on him. And so hope is like a really, really poor lady who has nothing of herself. There are statues of hope, apparently. There's, there's one in Rome which represents hope as a, as a kind of a poor lady who's got nothing in her hands, but raises her hands to God, waiting for him to provide everything. And that's what our hope is. Our hope is in God. And that's very, very healthy. It's not self-deprecating. It's not self-loathing. It's not um, a lack of self-esteem. It's recognizing that of ourselves, we can't get to God. We don't merit it. There's nothing we can do that is good that will uh, deserve or, or provide for us by our own strengths to get to heaven. Everything that God has promised is a pure gift from him, which, can, which we can only receive through him, from him, by his grace, and through all the help that he constantly gives us in his, in his church. And so it's for us a call to constantly lean on him, constantly rely on him. Lord, I hope in you, I trust in you, I rely on you. And so... This is something very, very important. Think of Abraham, who was completely lost, probably in, in trying to understand what God was doing, and still went for it, still acted, relying on the, on the promise of God, no matter what. And think also of um, the, the, the wonderful devotions to, to the Sacred Heart and to the Divine Mercy that were given to the church. And it's a very simple message in both those devotions. We have Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place my trust in you. That's the Sacred Heart devotion given to Saint Marie, Ma Margaret Mary Alacoque in the 17th century. And in the, nine, in the 20th century, we have Saint Faustina, Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. And these two prayers embody, they, they really are the message of hope. We don't hope because we're good. We hope because God is good. We have nothing of our own to offer him that he hasn't got. 
and we have nothing to we there's nothing we can do to impress him but we are like helpless children waiting relying with absolute trust for him to do everything for us and that's exactly the attitude that he invites us to have this complete trust in him because he does provide he provides everything for us so that's really um, the fundamental the fundamental attitude of hope which is built on faith of course because we can't rely on god unless we know him and we only know him through faith so you see hope comes really from faith and hope is that act of decision i decide to trust god i know everything is falling apart around me i know nothing looks like it's going right i know it looks like god is even absent from everything around me but i decide to trust him and that's precisely the one act the first act that god really desires of me will i dare to trust him will i dare to hope in him that's what god really desires of me to put my trust in him so when we look at abraham again and really i invite you to read the whole story of abraham from chapter 12 to, to chapter 22 it's an incredible tr story of someone who learns to trust more and more and more in god so of course there's the faith of abraham which is that solid solid faith which is now our faith because we are all his children but in, inseparable from his faith is his hope that his is the hope of one who moves on who acts on what god has revealed he doesn't just sit around and say right now i know god god has spoken to me but he acts on it and this is really hope is that movement of acting right i know that god is real i know that god loves me and now i'm going to act on that i'm going to trust him i'm going to move on and i'm going to do everything i can to to live according to his promise and i'm going to certainly seek his help because my hope is in relying on him so one of the sacraments that is especially a sacrament of hope is the sacrament of of confession because we wouldn't go to confession if we didn't hope that a change could happen in our life so we find ourselves sinning again and again and again and and hope really is the motive for us to go to confession now when we go to confession we hope in god's mercy we place ourselves completely and this is a complete act of trust of actually admitting confessing our sins to god but also it's an act of hope in uh, trusting that he will not only forgive us but he will change us because we hope to be better we hope to change we hope to change not primarily by our own action without god but really by yes by our action and our first action is to is to go to confession but by our action uh, with god and in god through his grace because this is 
this is what the sacraments are for us. They are the means for us to be touched by God and transformed by his grace. And so we go in hope that God will achieve in us his purpose, which is to make saints out of us. Something that looks utterly impossible to us sometimes, but God is confident in doing it. He can do it, but it's about us allowing him to, to do that in us by us beginning to trust him. And this is hope. Do I hope? Do I hope that I can be a saint? Do I hope that God uh, can do this in me because my hope is in him? It's not in myself. So perhaps we can uh, think about this, this uh, invitation to hope that God constantly gives us and he has planted in our hearts at baptism something for us to contemplate. It's not really about what I can do for him first. It's about how much can I trust him to do in me what he wants? How much can I allow him in my life? Can, how much can I make myself, myself available to him, to his grace, for him to, to act on me, to, to act in me, to transform me? Jesus, I trust in you. Uh, it really is about him and not about my own merits and achievements. Um, so you can see it is a supernatural act, really. It's not something we do naturally. And we can see now the, the real difference between the natural hope of, I hope, I hope it will, uh, the sun will shine tomorrow, and, and the crazy hope of someone being able to say, I hope I'll be a saint. I hope God will make me a saint because being a saint is primarily his work. But by saying, I hope I will be a saint, I have to act on it. I can't just do nothing and presume that I can carry on being a wretched sinner without turning back to God, without relying on him and, and without actually trying on my part to do something about it. And that's about hope as well. That's the movement of hope. Uh, because there are two enemies to hope, two really deadly enemies to hope that actually help us to understand what hope is. On one hand, there is despair. And despair is, uh, well, God can do nothing for me. I can never change. Things will never change. And God is not powerful enough to do anything for me. And so I'm not, going, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to go to confession because God can't do anything for me. He can't make me a saint. It's going to be the same thing anyway. That's despair. And then on the other side is presumption, where it's not about God can't do anything for me, but God doesn't need to do anything for me because I'm already there. God will, I don't need to do anything because everything's been done already. So I don't need to go to confession because I'm already a saint. I don't need to um, try, I don't need to work at being, I, at being more faithful to God and more loving because I'm going to be saved anyway. And that's presumption. And you see both despair and presumption leave us in a state of 
moral paralysis where we don't move. We just stay completely stuck in one place and they paralyze us because not only do we not act on, on, on our faith, but we don't trust in God. Because believing that God has done everything already and we don't need to do anything is not trust. Trust is, is a really difficult act of, right, I know that God will help me and so I'm going to do what I know is right. I know that um, I've received that grace from God and so at my baptism, so I will go continue to be faithful to him. I will go to mass. I will go to confession. Um, so you, you see that the, the state of paralysis is an inability to move on and it's an inability to trust. And that's despair on one hand and presumption on the other hand where we think God is not able to help us or we don't need his help. Whereas hope is a complete reliance on his help and it's a moving forward constantly on our pilgrimage, constantly moving forward, trying again and again and again to persevere on the path that we know God has called us, which is the path to holiness. So I hope that makes sense. And we see that certainly in the life of Abraham, who never stopped moving from one place to another because he was listening to God. He was constantly listening, trying to do the will of God, trying to follow where God was calling him and going from one place to the other until, um, until he, well, he never really reached uh, the place where that promised land, but he constantly believed and trusted that God would provide it, and God did provide it. Um, Thank you so much, Sister Yassand. That's such a fascinating insight. Shall we play a bit of music and see if anybody has a question? So listeners, if you would like to call in with a question for Sister Yassand, please don't hesitate to. The number is 011, sorry, 01223375564. 01223375564. Any questions at all on what Sister Yasant has been talking about this afternoon? Rosa on the line and Rosa has a question for Sister Yassant. Rosa, you're through to Sister. Hello, Sister Yassant. I just had a question. Um, is hope the same as trust? Right, yes. Uh, Rosa, uh, yes, you probably would think that from what I said uh, and really... Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> that's the short answer. 
but trust is is slightly distinct from hope as well because trust also belongs to faith in some ways but really trust is fundamentally an act of hope so when oh. i trust uh, but it's about trusting in god um so but in the same way that when you trust in somebody for example you know i trust in my mom it's a, another way of saying i hope she's going to you know do for me what i expect her to do because of our loving relationship okay, so i understand yeah great thank you thank you for calling thanks so much for your call um just a reminder the number is 01 223-375-564-01-223-375-564. If you have any question at all, please don't hesitate to call. Radio Maria, and this is Catechesis, and we're joined live from the south of France, where Sister Yassant is visiting Lourdes, the apparition site of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And um, Sister Yassant has been talking to us about the virtue of hope. Sister, you mentioned um, at the beginning that uh, hope needs to be an act it's something we decide to do and I often hear um, people talking about the need to we decide to forgive you know it's not a feeling we just have to decide and um, but how do we know uh, if how do we do this exactly how do we decide to forgive to hope and um, how do we know we've actually done it (laughs) (laughs) that's an excellent question Um, the, the thing is because it's our baptismal life we're talking about, uh, so it's a life of grace, it's a life of faith, hope, and, and charity, or love, most of the time we're, we're really not aware that we live at this supernatural, supernatural level, so that when we make acts of faith or acts of hope or acts of charity, we don't go, oh, look, I'm making an act of faith, hope, and no, I'm just praying, I'm just going to Mass, I'm just being kind to somebody and forgiving somebody for, you know, for a slight offence. It's only in those matter where we really feel the kind of lack or, 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 or difficulty, um, for example, when when... In faith, we have a big difficulty with, with say, something that uh, is, you know, is part of the creed, would say, you know, something like, oh, I have a really difficult time believing in the Immaculate Conception, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust and, and, and just believe that because God reveals it. I don't understand it. And so we become much more aware of making an act of faith there or... For the act of hope, it would be, I really feel like everything is awful. And I I feel like there's no hope. And, you know, we, we, we can come across those feelings 
especially in our times quite often actually of is there any light is there any hope is there any future for us is there any way that we can see god's action in the world when everything is going so bad and and you just have to open the news and and you only hit one bad news after another how can we hope and this is where you know we, we're called to know i'm going to place my trust in god i know he loves us and i know he never allows any evil but for bringing the great good out of out of it so i'm going to trust him in all of this or it can be a very personal tragedy of losing somebody having a a, a disease facing death um uh, facing um the destitution what do we do and and it's very very easy in those situations to fall into despair uh, so that's really when when we don't feel like hoping that's what i'm talking about of of making that decision now it's easier said than done um and and again uh it, sometimes it will really go against our our feeling uh and that's why the prayers that we've been given of of jesus i trust in you and 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 um sacred heart i place my trust in you are things that really can help us in those times of just saying this saying those prayers repeating those prayers to to sort of make this act to to chase away the darkness as it were thank you of Yes. Sorry to interrupt you. It was one that's really, really helpful. Uh, It's just I have another caller, so I want to get them on air. So uh, basically, you're saying that hope is not always easy. In fact, even in the face of death, uh, you know, we should be hoping. And yes. um, So thank you for that. But I have Helena on the line. Helena, you're through to sister. Oh, hello, sister. Thank you for sharing with us this evening. Thank you. I just wanted to say I've I've never so when I t- remind uh, our youth groups about confession, uh, the word mercy comes involved and love, but I've never really used hope. And you've just all these light bulbs have gone on today with when you were talking about hope and trust. And I'm we're going to add it now. We're going to add it. We're going to know it. There's also this hope that's in confession. And I also I've always. Like, I've been proud to say, oh, I am a hopeful person, but it was always basically saying I'm an optimistic person. But now, with the connecting it with trust that you've so beautifully explained, I, I'm glowing here, sister, because I'm like, oh, I'm, I am hope, but I'm the hope with the trust in the Lord as well. So, oh, I'm full of the Holy Spirit now. Thank you, sister, for your lovely talk. You're very welcome, Helena. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Helena. Um, I was just reading a little bit from the catechism, uh, you know, wondering why why hope is one of the theological virtues. And it was saying that it's about our relationship with God and comes from a, from the Holy Spirit. So maybe you could finish, Sister, with, with a prayer, bringing it all together and asking the Holy Spirit to increase that virtue of hope in us. Absolutely. Lord, we, we turn to you now in in hope and and we ask you to strengthen str-
strengthen our hope, especially in the face of what we need to um, live and what we need to face and what we need to endure in these times. Each one of us has a particular cross to bear, a particular um, expectations, a particular fears. Lord, we, we ask you to fill all of us with the gift of hope the, the, that will enable us to trust you. Help us to completely trust you, Lord, in everything. Help us to rely on you more and more, even as everything may be um, harder, that our burden would feel lighter because we lean on you so much. Help us in the example of of Abraham never to give up on your promises, but to seek you and you alone above everything else. And we ask all of this through the intercession of our blessed lady who was filled with hope and is uh, the mother of hope. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Yassand, for sharing with us um, this afternoon. And Sister will be back um, on Wednesday, the 21st of December, we hope, talking yes. about love. Yes, the virtue of charity. Charity. Yes. Thank you. So we're really looking forward to that. And um, this episode will be available as a podcast. So thank you very much for your time today, sister. Thank you. Thank you. And have a wonderful visit to Lourdes. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye.